Yeah, I always wanted to be a singer. Her first baby? Come out sideways. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today we're talking about music and live concerts. You know I love music, and I love talking about music, and I've shared musical things over the years. But one thing I haven't really talked about is the experience of going to live concerts. And I wanted to talk about that today for a couple of reasons. Number one, the experience has changed over the years. But number two, COVID has made things so different these days, I'm not sure that I'll ever want to go back to a live concert. I know people are having concerts and going to concerts, I just don't understand it. But I'm not going to go off on that tangent today. I'm not unaware of what's going on out in the world, but I try to keep the podcast what it's supposed to be, stories, stories about my life, my interests. But just because I continue to do the podcast doesn't mean I'm not aware of what's going on in the world. I just try to keep this a little slice of normal, at least as normal as I can make it. So that's what we're doing today. We're talking about concerts, and we're talking about the way music used to be presented, how it's changed over the years, and what my experience was going to concerts both when I was a kid and as I got older. As I've talked about many, many, many times, I've always loved music. My musical taste started with more classical things, more instrumental things, because I played a trumpet. So I wasn't really interested in singers and storytellers. I really wasn't exposed to rock and roll. I was exposed to classical music and concert band music, and that's not usually something where you get a lot of words and stories and epic tales like Miss American Pie or Alice's Restaurant. And if you haven't heard those songs, definitely go look them up. Those are some epic tales. But when I started playing music, I was interested in Beethoven, Bach. My taste grew to include jazz, Maynard Ferguson, Stan Getz, Bill Watros. These are all names that you probably have never heard of. But when I was a kid, boy, I knew all of them. Maynard Ferguson, great trumpet player. Stan Getz, great saxophone player. Bill Watros, great trombone player. And they all had jazz bands and they all toured. Now, I would listen to their records because I liked the style of the music, especially because I was in a jazz band in school. We called it jazz band, stage band, whatever. That was the cool band to be in. Concert band played the Bach and the Beethoven. Every once in a while, we'd get a concert arrangement of the Gomer Pyle theme or the overture from Jesus Christ Superstar. I remember that, too. We played the overture from Jesus Christ Superstar, an old Broadway musical. But the jazz band is where we got to play the cool stuff. Chameleon by Maynard Ferguson. The Girl from Ipanema by Stan Getz. Oh yeah, there was all kinds of jazz and R&B type songs that the jazz bands would put out. And I had all their albums. So the first concerts that I ever went to were these jazz musicians. And they were really cool. I mean, if you like that kind of music. But you know what? Even if you don't like that kind of music, there's a good beat to the stuff. Good crowd there. Really receptive. There's nothing like sitting in an audience watching and listening to live music. It's great on the record player, it's great on the tape deck, it's great as you're streaming it. You still get the sound, but there's something electric, vibrant, scintillating about seeing the same music that you love to hear in your headphones or in your living room. There's something really different about seeing it live and hearing it performed live. There's an energy there. There's a feeling there. You just feel the music more fully when you see it performed and hear it performed live. You can see the musicians getting into it. If a guy has a solo, he really gets into that. 
There's something about the band moving in time with the music and everybody rocking with the beats. Even if you're sitting in the 50th row, you can still get the same sense of energy and coolness and excitement from a live concert. Even if it's just a jazz band. I say just a jazz band. I love a jazz band. And you know what? You get the same feeling even if it's a small jazz quartet in a club. Something about live music. If the performers are really into it, you get a totally different feel watching them perform it live. But I didn't learn that until I actually saw somebody perform it live. I love the music, but then seeing it live made me love it more. I've mentioned this before. One of the first concerts that I ever went to was a Maynard Ferguson concert. Now, Maynard Ferguson was a jazz trumpet player, really, really good, had an incredible range, would play some super high notes, super energetic renditions of songs, really good band, and really, really loud when you see him in person. Because I was a trumpet player, my dad took me to see the concert. Now, as I've made clear, my dad was not a musical person. He liked a good John Philip Sousa march. You know, the Stars and Stripes Forever. That's my dad's music. And from a distance. He didn't need to be sitting on top of the speaker to hear it. If he was on a parade ground and he heard that, he'd be fine. That would be good. That's all he needed to hear. When you go see a live jazz show, you're sitting in a big auditorium, big speakers, lots of people, big band, and it's loud. Now, I was in high school when this concert came around. I forget where he performed. But Maynard Ferguson would tour big venues, small venues. He went to high schools. He went to colleges. He would go wherever they would book him. And there was a high school near us, one of the newly built high schools with a fancy auditorium. It probably seated a thousand people, maybe. But it had beautiful acoustics, a nice stage. It was a true-to-life, honest-to-God auditorium with a real stage, real velvet curtains. You know, the ones that are on a rope that you have to pull and slide them open and slide them closed like a real stage that was like mind-blowing to me and then they had chairs you know the velvet chairs that you used to see in the theaters all the time velvet chairs and carpeted walkways it was a legit auditorium and so they booked maynard ferguson and his band to play at this auditorium and my dad got us tickets because he knew i liked trumpet players because i was a trumpet player Now, this is a huge sacrifice on my dad's part because he didn't like this music. He wouldn't listen to this music. This shows how much my dad loved me. I didn't think about it at the time, but this was a huge sacrifice for my dad. He gave up time sitting in his comfy chair, reading his paper, watching the news. He gave all of that up to take me to this concert. And of course, I was grateful for it. I just didn't realize how grateful I should have been because it was something my dad would never do if he had the choice. I mean, yeah, he had the choice, but he was a good dad. He took me to this stupid concert. And we had seats that were probably 10 rows away from the speakers. And yes, they had speakers. They probably didn't need speakers because it was a jazz band. I mean, they're loud enough as it is. The speakers were probably 8 feet tall, maybe 10 feet tall. And they helped blast out the sound of the band, I guess, to all the people way in the back. And we were like 10 rows back, 12 rows back, something like that. And directly in front of the speakers. And I'm sure if my dad had to do it over again, he would have bought the tickets way in the back so that he wouldn't have been facing the speakers. But, you know, you live and you learn. So the concert, probably an hour and a half long. I don't remember. I just remember being enthralled by the different colored lights sparkling off of the brass instruments in the band, the fancy clothes of the dance band, the crowd all into it. And when that music started, oh man, I was so excited. And I don't remember what the set list was. I don't remember anything about the concert except that it was just awesome being there. 
I wish I did remember the set list. I wish I did remember everything that he played that night. I don't remember a single thing he played that night. I just remember being super excited about it. My dad, of course, never let me forget that it took him a week to recover his hearing, but I thanked him for that, and it was a great experience. I loved it. And because of that concert, I started going to other concerts, not with my dad. That was my dad's only concert. But some of my friends in the jazz band also liked going to concerts. I had a saxophone player friend. He loved Stan Getz. So I was able to go to a Stan Getz concert with him. Again, what a great experience. Just the energy, just the excitement, just the feel of being with people who were grooving on this music the same way I was. It was just such an exciting experience. That same friend also let me know about a Bill Watros concert. Bill Watros, a big trombone player. We went to that one too. Again, just the energy, the vibe, the people. It was just so cool to share this common experience with people who loved the same thing that I was loving. It was like any kind of convention or meetup of people with similar tastes, except we're all focused on just the music that was being played. It was different from a Comic-Con, different from Dragon Con, because you have to wander around and experience whatever's going on at the con. When you go to a concert, everything's packed into this 90-minute window, and everybody's focused on that one thing. And everybody's energy is positive, and everybody is looking forward to just listening to whoever it is performing perform. And to me, that's the value of a live concert. It's not only the energy, it's not only the excitement, it's not only getting to see a hero of yours, or if not a hero, at least someone you admire. You get to see them perform and do what they do the best they can do it. And you get to share that experience with people who share the same passion that you do. They want to see this person perform. They want to hear this music. They want to experience it live with other people. And there's no way you can capture that energy without actually being there to do it. And the only way you understand that is if you actually go to a concert and really experience it. Because until I did, I didn't get it. I used to think, yeah, I can just listen to the record until I went to a live concert. Now, I'm going to put a caveat on that because live concerts now are very, very different than they were when I was a kid. And I'm going to explain that by talking about the performing artists that I've seen in my life. I put a list together of the various artists I've seen perform live in my lifetime. And I've seen some of them more than once. And I'm sure I'm missing some. Not that I expect you're going to be checking up on me. But I've seen a lot of people live. And I've also seen videos of concerts that I haven't attended. I mean, I've seen clips from Pink, Lady Gaga, Madonna, Britney Spears. I've seen people's clips. And I can see how concerts have changed. And I'm going to talk about that in a couple minutes. But here's a list of people I've seen perform over the course of my lifetime. The first non-jazz band concert that I ever went to was a John Denver concert. I've talked about discovering John Denver when I was in high school. And I loved his music. I loved the message that he had. Back in those days, we didn't know too much about the performer or their backstory or the kind of person they were. John Denver, it turns out, was not always the most loving, caring husband in the world. But we didn't know that then. We just knew he put out good music. And I loved his music, and that was the first concert that I ever bought tickets for myself. And it took a date to see him, and I was totally enamored with John Denver. Totally forgot I had a date, because the same feeling that I had watching Maynard Ferguson, Stan Getz, the same feeling I had for them, I had for watching John Denver live. It was unbelievable. I mean, I had the records, I listened to the records. I even had the record An Evening with John Denver, which was a recording of a live concert that he did, and I thought that I would know what it was like to see him live because I'd heard the live album. It's totally different. 
It's a totally different experience. Even if you've got the live album, seeing him actually perform live, unbelievably exciting, unbelievably moving, and I was on the edge of my seat the entire concert. I saw John Denver perform four or five times live at various venues throughout the country. I didn't chase him, don't get me wrong, but if he happened to be performing in a town that I was living near, I would find a way to get tickets. So he was the first. But over the years, I've seen, and here's your list, Barry Manilow, Kenny Rogers, James Taylor. I've seen Kenny Chesney, the country singer, a couple of times. Keith Urban, Toby Keith, Gretchen Wilson, Martina McBride, Alan Jackson. Yes, there's definitely a country streak in there. I had a very strong country streak in my music going for a while. But I also have Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett's not country. Jimmy Buffett is just Jimmy Buffett. And I've seen Jimmy Buffett many times and definitely worth it. And of course, being from New Jersey, I've seen Bruce Springsteen a couple of times too. Bruce Springsteen puts on a show. All these other performers, they'll put on a two-hour show maybe. Springsteen at his peak would put on a four-hour concert. If the start time was 8 o'clock, they'd have a warm-up band. Bruce would take the stage at 9. You wouldn't get out of there before 1. That's just the way Springsteen is. Four-hour concert. He'd hit his hits. He'd hit his new album. He'd hit his old album. There'd be a little intermission in there, maybe 20 minutes. And then he'd come out and do another two hours. It is an experience that I loved having the times that I saw him. But I'm not sure I have the energy to sit through a four-hour concert anymore. I'm getting too old for that. But Bruce put on a show. Now, with all of these performers, I saw them in various venues. For instance, John Denver, I saw him perform at the University of Toledo Rocket Arena. They put a stage up in the middle of the floor, and they have people seated all around the stage. It's a stage in the round. I also saw him at the Meadowlands Arena. 20,000 people can attend that concert. And he filled the place. Barry Manilow I saw at Radio City Music Hall years and years ago. Radio City is in New York, another huge arena. Stage up front, seats going back, three mezzanines. Crazy place to perform. He filled the place. I've seen some of these performers at Madison Square Garden. I saw Gretchen Wilson at the House of Blues in Atlantic City. I saw Bruce Springsteen at various places, including Lincoln Field in Philadelphia. I mean, that's a 50,000-seat arena, and the dude sells the place out. So I've been to big venues. I've been to small venues. The one thing that all of the venues have in common is that everybody who's there is just psyched to be there and is just excited to hear the music, to share the experience, to be a part of things with everybody else. Let me rephrase that. That's the way it used to be. The concert going experience has changed over the years, and I'm going to try to explain how. I mentioned that I have the Evening with John Denver album. And what they did is basically run a tape of one of his live shows back in California from sometime in the 70s. And the album contains basically everything that John did during the concert, including his talking to the audience segments. And one of the lines that's on the album, which has always stuck in my head, because John actually changed it over the years. But he said something along the lines of this. As always, you're welcome to sing along. Please limit yourself to the choruses of the song. Let me do the verses. And the audience laughs at that line. It's a funny line. But it's John recognizing that people like to sing along, but a lot of people come to the show to hear John sing, not anybody else. And John Denver, Toby Keith, Kenny Chesney, all of the performers, they all have songs that we all know and we can all sing along with. And the temptation is to sing along because that's what we do. As we're driving in our car, as we're working around the house, we sing along with our favorite songs. So John at his concert said, yeah, go ahead, sing along, just Let me do the hard part. 
John did modify that in later years. He said, please feel free to sing along. You don't have to limit yourself to the choruses. And I think that was in recognition of something that was happening with audiences. Back when John first started doing concerts, the audience would listen to him. He'd say, please limit yourself to the choruses, and they would. But somewhere along the line, people forgot that there are other people going to concerts. Not just them. It's not just about them. There's 25,000 other people there. And they're there to hear John, not you sing along with John. So that's one of the things that I've noticed over the years, is people forget that there are other people at the concert who want to hear the performer. The other thing that's changed over the years is how people behave at a concert. And I'm not necessarily talking about the drunk jerks who ruin the experience, vomit on your shoes, and make going to the restroom just a chore. I mean, that happens, and that's unfortunate. But what I'm talking about are the people sitting next to you, or in front of you, or in back of you, who can't sit still for a concert. Now, this is the old man in me talking, I'm sure, except I felt the same way when I was 25 years old. I'm not a stick in the mud. I never have been. And I like to dance around, and I like to jump around, and I like to feel the music, and I like to experience the music. But you know what? When I go to a concert, I want to see the person performing, and I'll jump around in my seat, and I'll jump up in the air when I hear, oh, I love that song. But then I sit back down, and I enjoy the song. The last few concerts that I've been to, the people get up and stand from the first note of the concert all the way through the last encore. They sit down for nothing. And maybe I was born an old man, but I like to go to a concert. I buy a seat so I can sit. And I want to enjoy the concert. I don't want to be peeking around somebody dancing. I don't want to be peeking around somebody taking video of a concert that you're at. Just enjoy the concert. That's harder to do these days. And it's because people are not considerate anymore. People don't care about anybody else at an arena or at a concert venue other than themselves. And that robs the other people there of the opportunity to enjoy a concert that they paid good money for. So the live concert experience has changed because it's very, very hard to enjoy when everybody around you is selfishly doing their own thing rather than enjoying that community feel of celebrating the performer on the stage. Instead, they have to be the center of attention, not the person on the stage. That feeling of exuberance, of sharing, of community excitement that I felt watching Maynard Ferguson, watching Stan Getz, Watching John Denver in those early years, watching Bruce Springsteen in those early years, that community feeling doesn't exist anymore because everybody thinks that the concert is designed just for them instead of the audience. And I got to tell you, that's super annoying. One of the things that I started doing when I was looking for tickets for concerts was going to the venue's map when you go on Ticketmaster or the box office site for wherever the concert is. They actually let you visualize where your tickets are. So I would go to the mezzanine, which is the first level up. I don't even get tickets on the floor anymore. I go to the mezzanine, first level up, buy front row tickets. I get front row mezzanine so that if I feel like sitting for the entire concert, I can do that with nobody in front of me. Yes, that's definitely an old man move. Well, I'm buying my tickets in the front row on the mezzanine. That way I can sit here and not worry about them damn kids dancing in front of me while I listen to Jimmy Buffett sing Margaritaville. Now get off my lawn. I know, it's an old man move, I get it. But you know what? I just want to see Jimmy Buffett sing. I don't want to see you sing and dance. I don't need to see Karen and Chad jumping up and down, remembering the time they had margaritas down in Key West. I couldn't care less. I want to see Jimmy Buffett. That's what I came for. That's why I'm here. Keep your Key West margarita story to yourself, and that'll be fine. The other thing that's different now is the concerts and the shows that you do go to and that are available to you. 
There are still performers out there, Keith Urban, Jimmy Buffett. They come out, they actually perform their music live. You can tell it's the band, it's not a recording. But there are other performers and other shows that you go to now. And you're not going to see a singer sing, or listen to a singer sing, or see a band perform. You go there expecting some kind of a musical, dancey type, review-type, show-type thing. Whether it's Britney Spears, and don't get me wrong, I like Britney. I don't have any problem with Britney. But you're not going to see Britney stand in front of a microphone and sing her songs. It's all about production. It's all about dance numbers. It's all about crews on the stage with her, performing. And they're running a music track. Not all of the time, I know. But I don't need to see Britney or Madonna or pick your artist, whoever it is. I don't need to see a dance show. I come to see a concert. I come to listen to the performer perform. Again, this is the old man in me. I'm not here for a dance show. I want to hear the music. But you know what? That's what a concert is. I don't need to see a stage show. Just give me a concert. That's all I need. I want to hear your music. I want to hear you sing. I don't need to see you do a la-di-da dance number. Just give me the songs, damn it. But again, that's the old man in me. Give me your popular love song. Give me your big anthem. And give me the song that you wrote on the beach while you were waiting for crowds to play to. And that makes me happy. That's what a concert's supposed to be about. Here's my disclaimer for this week's episode. I haven't been to a concert in at least five years. Mrs. Gamerdude and I have been to a few concerts. I think the last one we went to was Keith Urban at Madison Square Garden. And it was a great show. We had mezzanine tickets, front row, because as I just explained, I want to see the concert. But I'm telling you, the crowds, they're not friendly. The noise of people singing all the songs around you, it's distracting and annoying. It's just not worth it anymore. We still got great excitement from going to see Keith Urban. It was fun. It's just not the way it used to be. And now with COVID, I can't imagine going to a concert. Not anytime soon, anyway. But that's a whole other issue. We won't even get into that. People were selfish and self-centered and annoying before. I can't imagine it now. I guess it's safe to say I've never felt more old manny than talking about the concert-going experience. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening to me rant, and thanks for taking the time to be here. I really do appreciate it. You guys are the best, and I can't thank you enough. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves, and I'll see you when I see you.